in America that could not be put right quickly, dramatically, if across America, in the pulpits of America, from sea to shining sea, this Sunday and every Sunday, a generation of preachers would open the book of truth and preach, thus saith the Lord God Almighty, without God, fear. That, I'll tell you, it has such energy, has such e expression as it does, that it's so explicit for our lives because God's wanting to help us with His Word that traces us and faces us and places us. Together, they opnustos, and it means God breathes. All Scripture is God breathed. Hebrews 4, 12 says, The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the mind and asunder of the soul and spirit, and the joint of the mouth, and is an discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. The greatest preaching in the world is fire-breathing expository preaching. I believe and it. When, yeah. you, when you get up and preach how yeah. we grew up, but you yes, give right. them something with that passion, Absolutely. to me, that's the greatest. Absolutely. However, I would rather have a monotone guy reading a sermon with the Word of God than some guy screaming about nothing for an hour. Well, there yeah. you go. I would rather have you know, written than animated. You know, you that's know, right. I'd rather be accurate. But you don't have to be... You can still, you know, and certainly whatever your personality, we should always strive to be filled with the spirit when we do. That's preach. it. And, and be yourself. Be yourself. Not all of us are going to get up like we do. Oh, yeah, be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. And, you know, I wish I wish I could be Jerry Vines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. It's not happening, so I'm not even going to try. Well, you mentioned this already. And, uh, because if you're going to be an expository preacher, it's it's going to be time, it's going to be dedication, it's going to be mm -hmm. study, it's going to be a lot of reading if you're going to do it right. Right. And uh, so, we, and uh, you know, we found out this week, um, Brother Kogan, I'm so encouraged by this. We have multiple, multiple young preachers listening to this podcast, and that's really what it's all about. And we also, um, I, I, you know, we have Sunday school teachers listening. We have um, people that's just interested in Bible study, and so I'm, I'm thrilled about that. So if we're going to learn more about the Bible, we have to read, and um, we have to read from other people. So, um, uh, Brother Jake, tell us who are who, who are your some of your favorite authors? Who are some maybe some of the favorite books that you've written to help you get this pattern of study and mentality? Yeah. So there's I've already mentioned. So you've got a couple different uh, lanes that you would want to read in. If you if you're starting to preach this way first of all you want to make sure this is what god's called you to do which i believe it is but you need to exactly. know philosophically and foundationally why we do this right and right. so there's a couple guys that will lay out that and the first one i mentioned already steve lawson wrote that book famine in the land and it just talks about why we're experiencing yeah. a famine of preaching of the word and so we've got to be yeah. sold on this thing first of all that it is right. god's word that we need right um, so I, that's a great book um, Jerry Vines has a book called Power in the Pulpit. I think there's a whole series now, uh, him and Adam Dooley and some other guys, Passion in the Pulpit, Power in the Pulpit. Those are all more kind of philosoph the foundational philosophical why we do it this way. Yeah, sure. Now, um, there's a couple other guys that uh, I read, a guy named David Allen, who is out of Southwestern Theological Seminary down in Texas. Okay. Southern Baptist, very conservative, though. Yeah. Um, I read some of his stuff. He has a great resource, and I think it's free online somewhere, called Preaching Tools. And what Preaching Tools is, it goes book by book and just lists 
great commentaries for that specific book. So I would encourage you to get that one as far as building a library. Sure. That is a great resource because we sometimes we just don't know where to start. Like exactly, exactly. getting ready to preach through Genesis or John or Romans, where do I even start? So that book is a resource to find resources, if that makes yeah, sense. It's yeah. called Preaching Tools um, by David Allen. H.B. Charles, I don't know if you read him yeah. or know him yeah. at all on preaching, on pastoring. Yeah. Um, great, 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 great resource. Um, for that, uh, philosophically and understanding how to preach ex- expositionally. And listen, all these books, I would say this, take the meat, throw away the bones. Okay. Don't hammer sure. me. Don't nail me to the wall. We're, like I said, we don't all agree on anything. I don't agree with myself half the time. So Walter Kaiser Jr. has written some books that uh, I think towards an exegetical uh, theology is one of them. But if you look up him, he's more of, man, if you didn't go to Bible college where you learn how to do it or something, he's a guy that you, I, I self-taught myself yeah, um, on expository sure. preaching. So he would give you some of the technical type things um, in order in order to, so they're just, those are just some quick ones. Then of course, all the commentaries, once you get to that, commentaries are okay. I don't care what you've heard. You yeah, need to sure. check your work. If if you're coming up with something in there that nobody else has ever thought of, it ain't right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, there's it's not right. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you a great website too for free, free stuff that I use. I've used tremendously. It's called Precept Austin. Um, if you've never seen that, it has hundreds of thousands of articles on different passages by different preachers, and it'll help you tremendously. So. You know, I think I don't know who said it, but you know, milk a lot of cows, but churn your own butter. You know, you gotta you gotta check your work. You gotta make sure. Listen, I used to want to have something new and cute. I used to worry about my sermon title all the time. None of that matters. Yeah, you know, it's just preach the text, preach the word. So those are just some resources that I use and have used in the past for sure. Well, um, um, there's so many, and uh, everything you mentioned is wonderful. A couple of my. I certainly never heard of it. I'm going to check out and appreciate what you said about sermon titles also. This is a little bit off subject, but uh, you know, if the Bible is the inspired word of God, it is. We believe that beyond any shadow of a doubt. I really try to, my titles, I just try to use the Bible, the verse, the phrase in the verse, whatever we're talking about. And uh, so, and sometimes, most time, it's not a cute title. It's just a title out of that verse, but it's but even the title's inspired, and that's a good thing, you know. So yeah, a lot of those resources will teach you that and help you that. But uh, anyhow, Kogan, um, ask him this next question. I, I, I'm really interested in what he's going to say about it. Right. Okay, so we've all got different ways of doing this, but yeah. what would you say is your pattern of study? Okay. So for me as a pastor, I'm preaching to my congregation two to three times a week. So let me just kind of give you what my schedule is, then I'll talk about how I, I develop my different sermons. Sure. So we have Sunday morning services. I have I preach twice every Sunday morning. I preach Sunday night. And then Wednesday night, because of space, for eight weeks we do classes, and then eight weeks I preach on Wednesday nights, or one of my staff preaches. So I'm preparing anywhere from two to three sermons a week um, to preach. So I do not write new sermons for preaching out. I use sermons that I've already preached in my Good. pulpit when Good. I preach out. So I don't want to give my church the leftovers. I'd re- and I know that's terrible. And I'm yeah. gone a lot this week. I'm in Florida. Next week I'll be in Colorado. But I give those people, I, I prepare my preaching for my congregation. Wonderful. So in Sunday mornings, um, Sunday mornings, right now I'm going through the book of Acts. 
Sunday nights, I'm going through First Samuel. The way that I do it. I'm not saying this is for everybody. Just, hey, yeah. send me all your outlines because I'm doing the book of Acts on Sunday <laughs> <nights>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so I preach sequentially through books of the Bible on Sunday morning, Sunday night. That's just how I do it. Now, I don't go in order as far as chronologically, book by book. Whatever book the Lord lays on my heart, that's what I'll preach. Um, so right now, I'm in Acts and First Samuel. So when I study my week, my schedule goes like this. Now, I used to go back into church on Sunday afternoons and start studying for the next Sunday on that Sunday afternoon. I've stopped doing that. So Monday morning, I'm in the office early. That's just me. I don't take Mondays off. I'm in yeah. early. My mornings are devoted to study Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. So Mondays by 7, 8 o'clock, I'm already in my – I go to the office. That's just me. Every day I'm in the church office in the morning for cool. sure. I sit down. I'm in – I'm studying. I start that Sunday morning sermon that Monday morning. First thing that I do is I get on my computer before I read any commentary, before I read anything about that next passage, I print out the verses of that I'm going to be preaching. I kind of break it down, kind of look at the headings, look at the grammar, see where the thought breaks are. I print that out on a piece of paper. Before I read any commentaries, anything like that, I take that piece of paper with those verses and I just start reading through it. I read it and I read it and I read it. Then I take out a pen. I start circling words that speak to me. I start thinking it through. Okay, what's this text focusing on? What's this text driving at? What is God saying? I don't I don't approach it, God, give me a message out of this text. Right. I say, God, what is your message in this text? Exactly. exactly. So I look I start looking for that. I start highlighting before I ever crack open a commentary. I start this is Monday. I just start working through it, start working through it, highlighting words, getting my mind around it, get my thoughts about it underline height right so i'll have a piece of paper notes all over it it's very discombobulated at that point just thinking it through circle words that i don't know and i don't understand sure trying to figure out what they mean for instance this past week i was in a acts chapter number 17 paul goes to athens he's pre he runs into the epicureans and the stoics and i'm like i don't even know who these guys are i want to find out so i'll underline that i'll research what they are what they believe that kind of stuff so that's how i start Figuring out the history, I'll ask the questions, you know, you know, you guys already know all this, but who was this written to? Why was this written? I'll try to get the setting, get the cultural stuff. First step, I do all that, the grammatical, before I ever pull out a commentary or anything. Typically, as I'm doing that, God's already starting to reveal to me what he's trying to say in that text. After I'm reading it, reading it, before I ever crack over it, open a commentary, before I ever look at what somebody else says. And then I just start the process as defining words, looking at what it, you know, and then I just start laying it. I just start laying it out. Okay, where do these thoughts grammatically go? Okay, versus, so if you looked at one of my sermons, legitimately, point number one is going to be verses 27, 28, or verses 27 through 29, or verse number 20. It's going to, my points will directly come from that text. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And sometimes it'll be a larger thing of verses. Sometimes it'll be a smaller group of verses i just start working through it that way and um so what i'll typically do in my structure of my sermon would look like this i will teach the entire text without getting too practical i'll explain it i'll tell tell what it what was happening tell the story of what's going on tell the definitions of words we take for granted so often that people understand what they're reading i don't understand half of what i'm reading i need to explain to them what it is so I'll teach you that whole text typically for 20 to 25 minutes. And then what I, this is just the way I do it. Then I come back around and teach the practical things that I believe God has for our church at that time from that text. 
Does that make sense? That's just how I do it. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of sense. And so that's kind of, so I'll study every morning. Sometimes I'll, a sermon will be done one morning. Sometimes it'll take me all week to get it done. I'll spend anywhere from four hours to 15 hours of sermon, just depending on the, the sure. text. Um, so, and I, so I do a lot of writing on paper and then I, I do type my notes. I used to, I've gone all over the place. I didn't use notes for a while. I do use, I, I would have notes and I wouldn't take them to the pulpit, but I, I take a transcript, not word for word, but pretty close. And I'm not reading it, but that's just how I do it now. I yeah. put note in all my notes. If I steal something from somebody, it's going to be honest. It's going to say it. Um, if I quote someone, I make sure to footnote that stuff. So right. that's kind of what my structure would look like. Teach through the text and then give the practical. I spend most of the time, though, on teaching through the text um, right. as I'm studying. And um, so that's kind of my pattern of study. Man, I start out with just reading the passages. Then I will go into the commentaries and stuff, define stuff, learn the historical, learn all that stuff, and then kind of just throw it, you know, throw it together and well, uh, see what happens. It's important to learn. Um, what works for you, what works for someone else. And uh, it, it, everybody has a different mind, but, That's but it, your, man. your pattern is excellent. We, in the way you kind of outline your pattern, we, we don't want to get too far away from that because uh, the way you develop your sermons is really a, a good way, probably one of the better ways right. to develop. It. And you mentioned this. So let me ask you this question um, because um, we have had to deal with this. And this this podcast, we're not mad at nobody. Man, we we I'm, if you're preaching Jesus, I'm for you, man. I, yeah, we just love the Bible. But this is the one thing we've had to deal with. I, when I was in Bible college, they they teach you three ways to develop a sermon. It's typical things. You got the topical, the textual, and then the exposition. And uh, the exposition was on the bottom, and it really wasn't emphasized. Um, but I, but I don't necessarily agree with that for this one fact. If you if you expound the scriptures, you're going to deal with every topic. You're going to deal with every text if, if you just expound the scriptures. Yeah. So yep. let me and, and we know the answer to this, but I just want to um, I want to hear your answer about it um, because we have we've had had to deal with this. Do you believe and uh, and I know you do. This is not a trick question, but do you believe expository preaching is the best way to deal with a topic out of the Bible? Yeah. So. Some of my best friends in the world wouldn't be expository preachers. I just want to say that, and it's okay. They we're all there. Yeah. To me, one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. I believe the great. A couple things with this. So, when I'm a pastor and I preach through expositionally, I'm going to first of all hit topic every topic God wants me to hit. Exactly. If it's not in the Word. I, be, I believe this. I need to remain silent where the Bible's silent. I need to yeah. speak where the Bible yeah, speaks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to top, I mean, it's all there. Why yeah. wouldn't you teach it? Why yeah. wouldn't you teach on topics expositionally? It's yeah. all there. And so, for instance, if I preach in a meeting this week, I'm not going through a book of the Bible. It's yeah. going to be more of a topical. Every expositional sermon is a topical sermon still. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, and that's what guys don't realize. And I'm not, man, like I said, some of my best friends in the world, I was with one of them last week in a meeting and I'm like, oh, you're here. I better preach an expositional sermon. <laughs> I don't want us to become exnobatory preachers. No, either. No, listen, no, exactly. if God, listen, right. you know what I'm saying? Some of our best friends don't do it this way. Right. Right. I do it because God's convicted me that yeah, for my cool. church and my ministry, right. this is what's best for me. So I end up hitting all the topics. It's amazing when you go through and you preach. Now, there's going to be some topics you don't hit that you want to hit, but God don't hit them, so we probably shouldn't hit them. You know, so um, I think I think that 
it's the greatest way to topically preach is expositionally preaching because you hit the topics God wants you to preach. Exactly. And, uh, and it, you know, at first, honestly, I did struggle a little bit, Brother Dale and Kogan, yeah. about if I would. And what I found in my church, man, it's, it's always right on time. I used yeah. to be scared about that. Like, man, you know, because I have guys, well, don't you depend on the Holy Spirit? And I said, well, are you putting the Holy Spirit in a box? He didn't know before the foundations of the world what my church needed this Sunday. He didn't know when he wrote the scriptures. It's got to be on a Saturday night or while I'm walking from my platform seat to the pulpit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. right. Um, and I, I, you know, and so it, it, it's you will hit every topic he wants you to hit if sure. you preach expositionally. And it's all in there, and it's all good. And uh, so that's what I would say. I mean, it, it is the way to do topical preaching. Yes. Yeah, I mentioned uh, earlier in the week, you know, the greatest weapon we have in our arsenal is expository preaching. Um, does it have to be done that way? No. But I, I want to use a sharp sword. I don't want to use a dull sword. You that's know, right. I think yeah. expounding the scriptures is our sharpest sword. That's really it. Do. And uh, I think we can get more done but anyhow oh sorry i was gonna say this too it protects us from reactionary preaching oh yeah so if i'm going to the next passage next verse on sunday morning and it's a ripper (laughs) they know i'm not intentionally going after them and you all three of us know there's pastors that will get up sunday and try to fix some problem from oh man oh man oh yeah i can't tell you how many times that i've gone to that next passage next verse and it's exact it would have been a pro God knew yeah. he's going to deal with it. It takes, it's not me being mean. Okay. It's not me trying to manipulate or it's God's word. He, he has what he wants for those people. So right. it protects us too. And that's something that's important to understand. Well, it protects us from trying to take matters into our own hands. So yeah. let God, they, do can't, it. You know, they can't come and say, you plan this out for today. Cause you knew what we were. Yeah. Going yeah. No, and they'll still, this for weeks. and they'll still, yeah. And they'll still think, Hey, you were looking at my windows. But when you're sequentially going through that, it's like, man, that was God. That wasn't me. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And this six weeks ago, I mean, I had no clue, you know. That's you know, right. When I was pastoring, and I love this illustration because it, it helps me to understand what we're doing is right. I believe what we're doing is right. Um, I had a, a young man, a great guy, man. I mean, he's one of the best church members I had. and uh, But he would he would dip snuff and tobacco, like, whatever, you know. I mean, I, I never, he can do what he wants. I mean, that's when him and the Lord. But I was just doing a series um, and uh, on dealing with, with the Spirit in your life, and it was a topic, and uh, being filled with the Spirit. And then we got to the part where our body is a temple of the Spirit. Mm. I never mentioned the back. I never mentioned, I mean, I never even thought it because the Bible don't say nothing. He came to me the next week, and he said, I, I thank you, Pastor. For preaching on tobacco and how we shouldn't I, I said, well, brother, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I said, he said, you know, last Sunday I went to the altar and I give this up. And he said, but he said, you know, I don't guess you did mention tobacco. I said, well, I said, but the Holy Spirit apparently mentioned it. You're, you know, and it's not, not the, mm. it's the worst thing, but, it, but God dealt with him just because of a portion of scripture that we dealt with. That's right. So he couldn't get mad at me, you know, because I didn't even say it, <laughs> you know. But that's what Bible yeah. does, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't do it any other way at this point. No, sir. No, sir. No. Well, so what, Brother Jake? What would you say to the preacher? You know, a lot, like we talked about, all of us started, and most of us never preach expository messages, and. 
we look back. I don't know about y'all. I'll hear some of them, and I'm like, dear, <laughs> uh, why did yeah, that ever happen? Yeah. Anyways, uh, but there's, so there's still preachers we know, obviously, that don't do it. But for the ones that are wanting to get started on the journey of expository preaching, what would you say to them? I would say, number one, um, dive into it. It will change your life. Yes. Um, it will change your church's life. Um, you will begin to see people mature in ways you've never seen them mature. Exactly. It will help you get out of the mode of judging your worth, your effectiveness, and your value on how many people are at the altar every Sunday. Exactly. Because the work's doing the work. The word's doing the work. And that was my hardest transition was becoming a pastor, not just preaching meetings. We all used to judge our effectiveness on a decision on people coming forward. Right. When we preach the word and it gets in their hearts, it doesn't matter if they come forward or not. God's going to change them. Exactly. And so it helped. It took the pressure off of us. It'll take the pressure off of you. Our job is to deliver the word, not to create a response. Right. The Holy Spirit creates a response through the preaching of the word. So I would say that get out of your mindset that you've got to have a shouted out full altar every Sunday. OK, get Ooh. that out of your mind. Get yeah. that out of your mind. Ooh. If you deliver the word and preach the word, you are successful. Exactly. OK. Here's the thing. All three of us could get up at meeting tonight and that all we could make that altar full. Yeah, sure. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's times where, man, I'll preach through a text and man, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere and I'll go to pray and open the altar. And when God does it, it's so you understand what I'm saying. Exactly. So I would say, just get all that stuff out of your mind. You become faithful to preach the text. I've learned this. God will build your church. That's exactly. He will build your church. Right. Next passage, next verse. Put and listen, it's work. It's work. It's hard work. There's times yes. where I come to a text like there's some texts that I preached the last 10 years that I never would have cherry picked to preach as a sugar stick. You know yes. what I'm saying? Exactly. And let me say this. Some of those most obscure passage, God's done some of the greatest work through because there's so much more there than we realize when we slow down to begin to dig into work and the mind for that gold that's in there. Exactly. Um, so I would say that and I would say be patient. Don't compare yourself to the Jerry Vines's or the Dale Vance's or the Scott tools, man, just start where you're at, begin to study what God's done in my life through my study and through becoming a expository preacher is I've fallen in love with this book. Like I've never been in love with it before. Exactly. Exactly. The Bible, listen, we prove that the Bible is the final authority, not by just defending it, but by preaching it. Man, we've, we've heard so much preaching about the Bible. But I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure we've heard so much preaching the Bible. Yes. So I want to be known as, and if I ever am known as someone who didn't preach about the Bible, someone that preached the Bible. Yes. Faithful to preach the Bible. Yes. You guys know this. We can get in there and God's words, the inspired, infallible. You know, God, you know, and we can shout. Sure. We prove that by what we do with that. Exactly. So rather than having, I mean, just preach it and God will do a great work in your life. I promise you. His word, like it says, will not return void. No, Why would I preach anything else? So no. I would encourage you to do that. I'd encourage you young preachers to, to read, man, to not be scared. It doesn't mean you're you, it's not doesn't mean you're throwing away your convictions and your standards and you know, being old fashioned or whatever whatever it is that yeah, you're yeah. preach the word. No matter what, so we have guys listening on here right now that are all going to be in different veins, different lanes, different stylistically. The word of God. I preach in churches that are, 
I preach in camp meeting churches. I preach in Southern Baptist churches. Yeah, sure. I preach in guys that graduated from Bob Jones churches. I yeah. preach in Hiles Anderson churches. Exactly. I preach in, yeah. you name the college, I preach in. Here's the thing. The word of God resonates with all those that believe. Exactly right. So right. I would just say that. Preach the word. Wherever you're at, wherever you find yourself, preach the word. And uh, young preacher, preach. That Paul was speaking to young Timothy when he said, preach the word. Be yeah. instant. The word, not the preach, the word, the word, the word. And so that's what I would say to these young guys. Man, that's Praise exactly the word. right. I, I appreciate you so much. Um, there's so much more we could talk about and discuss. And yep. in the future, we'll be able to do that. But but thank you for being on this and uh, for sharing with us. And I know you're, you're down in Florida right now, I think, at this time of this broadcast. And uh, yep. you're busy. But I appreciate you taking time to do this. Man, thank thank for the invitation. Honored to be on here. Enjoyed it. I love the subject. So. Oh, I do. Yeah, we could. Well, me and Kogan, we have. We've, we've sat down for hours just talked about it. But I. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for loving the Word of God. And uh, I'm not I'm not throwing stones about this, but you know, so many talk about the cover; they don't talk about the Bible. And I, mm. we ought to love the Bible. Yes, sir. Do that. So, uh, Kogan, man, thank you for your hard work. You you uh, you make all this possible. So you close us out and uh, and uh, tell us what's going on with it. And man, tell us about Haddon. Now you didn't mention Haddon enough. He's a, <laughs> he's an awesome he's an awesome boy. I mean, I. I told him he's named after Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He's going to come out with a beard, smoking a cigar, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's here, man. Glad yeah. he's here. Oh, yeah. Well, he's doing good. Uh, yeah, he's doing great. And one person said naming him after Spurgeon like that, he's got a lot to live up to. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And a Power and, Ranger. Uh, yeah, and a Power Ranger. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll be uh, one or the other or both. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, he's doing great, and uh, he's doing good. Michaela's doing good, so that's a blessing. The Lord's been good. Yeah. And, uh, yep, thank y'all for this. Thank y'all for being faithful to the Word of God. And uh, thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate y'all. Yes. There'd be no point. I say it all the time. There's no point in a podcast <laughs> if nobody listens to it. Yeah, right. And uh, so we're thankful for y'all listening and tuning in. And uh, so y'all join us next time for the exposition expedition. <laughs>